Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that will help us grow. Tonight, I have Haley joining me, and she is another investigator from the paranormal group called Haunted Down Under. She has had some absolutely terrifying encounters in her lifetime that has led her on a journey into paranormal investigations to find out more. If you haven't checked out Haunted Down Under yet, I'll leave some links in our show notes so you can head over and check out all their content. But before we get into that, let's talk about the iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews As you know, each week I read out a new five-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave a five-star review letting me know what you enjoy about the show, and I just might read it out on the next episode. This one's titled Fantastic, and it comes in from Corinne Hughes from Australia. I love listening to these experiences. Cade listens so well and asks all the right questions that we all want to know. So thank you, Corinne. And finally... If you want to chat to other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for the Believe Paranormal and UFO listener community. We have had a huge influx in numbers, so thank you for everyone that's jumped on board. So if you're interested in that, I'll include some links in the show notes as well. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Haley's incredible encounters. Tonight, I'm joined by Haley, and Haley is actually another member of the Haunted Down Under crew. Haley, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me very much, Kate. It's very exciting to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, we had such a great response from Celine's episode, and I know people want to hear more about this because on that episode, I actually alluded to the fact that we don't get a lot of, I guess, paranormal encounters on the podcast. We get we get UFO stories and Yahweh stories for days, but when it comes to the paranormal world, it seems like people are a little bit 
I don't know if they haven't had the as many encounters in that in that realm, or maybe they're just not really confident in sharing their encounters. Yeah, I think some people get a bit funny about it. I think sometimes par- the paranormal side of things with the ghost side of things, I think people get funny about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where um, it it might hang around a little bit longer because a UFO story can kind of just it happens and then it's kind of done, and the same happens with the Yowie story. But with a, I guess, with a paranormal it kind of hangs around a little bit longer. So those stories become huge moments in your life because you might live through it over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it, you know, it becomes kind of like folklore for people. It's, you know, um, particular tales will be told over and over again by generations, you know. Ghost stories kind of live on in themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly it. So, Haley, do you mind kind of giving me a little bit of a rundown how you got into, I guess, the field of the paranormal? Yeah, sure. So, um about three years ago, I started out um, with a another group uh, that uh, were interviewing for people who are potential psychics. Now, I've always been sensitive. Uh, I was somewhat in the closet about it or in denial, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and I came across the ad and I've always had an interest in the paranormal because I've been sensitive. So growing up, I had experiences and then I would, you know, actively chase reading books in the library about paranormal um, and those sorts of things, watching anything I could get my hands on um, to get into, you know, reading the stories and understanding other people's experiences, whether they were doing and feeling similar things to me. So I applied for a position um, with a, with a site, you know, they were looking for psychics, so I applied for that. And um, I was taken on board as part of an investigation team going out to do private investigations, uh, which was really interesting and so much fun and basically how I started. Um, and then over time, I got to meet a couple of the girls from uh, Horned Down Under and um, got asked to be a guest on one of their shows. Um, and then from there, I was invited on as a permanent team member. So now I work with Horned Down Under exclusively um, doing sort of entertainment-based um, paranormal investigations. So you said you sent you were sensitive to being psychic. Can you go into that a little bit more? Because this is all new ground to me. So um, how can you kind of elaborate on what it means to to be psychic? And I guess how you you found that you were I guess psychic yourself. So I guess how I found out was at it. Well, it started at a young age for me. So often in when I was younger, I would have various experiences. Um, I would hear whispering late at night. I was quite a fearful child, really scared of the dark because for me, when the lights went out, it would mean that I would hear lots of voices, lots of movement um, around me. And also I tended to just know things. So I would know things about people. I would know things about uh, what was coming. Sometimes I get what I call a bit of a bad feeling, like the heebie-jeebies. And I'd get an idea that something negative was coming. So that's where it began for me. Um, at a young age and then obviously building up over time um, to learn, you know, what those skills actually were. But to be honest, the last three years is where I've learned the most about what it means to be psychic or sensitive. Um, it's very hard to put it in a specific box. It means lots of things for me. I'm a bit multifaceted. So sometimes I'm a bit of a medium and then other times I'm more um, say a sentient feeling and sometimes I'm psychic. So depending on what I'm picking up, is kind of what it means to me. But for me, a lot of it's auditory, so I definitely get a lot of sound. And how young were you when you first started getting, I guess, those experiences? Look, as far back as I can remember, I mean, my young, uh, my first experiences were when I was quite young. So I would say, you know, five and six, 
um, I mean, to put it into perspective, I didn't sleep really with the lights off until I was about 10 to 11 years of age. I was just so terrified of oh, wow. the noises that I'd hear at night. Is it a skill that you can kind of practice? Is it something you can get better at? So I think everybody has some sort of innate psychic ability, whether some people choose to tend to it or some people just ignore it. Um, and some people, I guess, they just they just turn it off completely and don't ever want to go there out of fear. I think if you ask a lot of people that are sensitive in the paranormal investigation field, a lot of them will tell you the more you do it, the louder it gets. Oh, so really? Me, the more, I, yes, absolutely. The more investigations I have done, the better my skills are getting to learn what what I'm picking up and to decipher between, you know, a bump on the back wall of a house as opposed to an actual knocking of noise or someone whispering my in my ear as opposed to someone whispering it's like, you know, a living person still whispering in the distance, those sorts of things. So you hone your skills and the more you do it, the louder it gets. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really, really it's really awesome. Actually, I, I love do, like doing what I do. It's one, of, you know, it's my passion. How do you bring this up with people? Do you are you quite open about it? Is it something that um, you know, you kind of share your experiences with people, or is it something that you kind of just you kind of keep to yourself and only use it when you need to? So originally, I was very much to myself. Anyone who knew me when I was my teens, my younger years, into my, you know, 20s leading up to my 30s, they knew that I was a little bit sensitive. Um, I've always been, things will be attractive to me. So often people will be around me and something might fly off the cabinet or things like that. So people who knew me closely knew that, that I was a little bit sensitive. Then over time, at first I was a little bit embarrassed to admit that's what I was doing on my weekends. I would go out into dark places completely sober and chase after the spirit. But... Now I'm more open to say, hey, you know, I am sensitive. What that means, I don't really know because I'm still kind of learning, but this is what I experienced. So now I'm a little bit more open to it and letting people know. That's fantastic. That's really good because you probably find, and you probably know this more than anyone else, that, um, you know, you might run into people who have these kind of abilities and just because they don't really know how to talk about it or know to, how to even approach it, that they just kind of shut it off from the world. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I guess it's, it's the same as a UFO hunter or a Yowie, you know, Yowie hunter. If someone's had a UFO experience, they're so scared to say, you know, hey, I've put my hand up. I've seen a UFO. It really happened because people immediately go, hang on, I've never seen a UFO or an alien. I don't understand it, you know, and, and there's something wrong with you. That's a crazy thing to do or crazy thing to say. And that's the same with psychics. You know, people immediately go, oh, here comes another loon, you know, that thinks they can speak to the dead. Um, but I'm just trying to educate people, I guess, as I go and just say, you know, like being a psychic's not what it looks like in the movies or, you know, what what everyone's perception of it is, some crazy person with a crystal ball. Sometimes psychics are just normal people that just know things or see things or hear things and they can't help it. It just happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm sure the reason that you do Haunted Down Under is the same reason that that I do this podcast is to kind of let people have a voice and let people know that they're not alone in these situations because a lot of people don't really have a platform where they can just go out and say, hey, I saw this, I experienced this. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I come across people who, you know, are getting, uh, you know, having issues in their home, for example, when I was doing private, private investigations. And, you know, these people were quite distraught, upset. They were having things that they can't explain going on in their home. 
Now, if you call a police officer and say, you know, officer, there's a man that walks around my house at night and, you know, it's a shadow figure looking thing and it says weird things to me, they're just going to think you're crazy. These poor people suffer kind of in silence because they're too scared of what people's perceptions are going to be of, you know, saying, hey, I'm having this experience, such as seeing a yaoi or a UFO or a spirit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, Hayley, do you mind kind of going into some of the, um, I guess, the, the more exciting paranormal events that you've had while you're being out on, I guess, an investigation? Yeah, yeah, sure. I can tell you, uh, You basically, I can tell you some that I've had with Corner Down Under. I can tell you some that I've had personally. Um, I've had some good and some bad, so maybe we'll start with a bit of a good story. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's get into it. So when I was um, in my early 20s, my poppy passed away suddenly um, in hospital and I was devastated as would be and I cried and cried and I sat on the staircase and I said, I just want to see him one more time, poppy, just one more time if I could just see you. So I tucked myself into bed. I was exhausted, went off to sleep. I woke up and my poppy was standing next to my bed looking at me. Now, I could see him from toe to head. At that point, he was back a little bit from me. And I could see he was wearing a gray suit and Bronco socks and he was looking at me. And I thought, I have officially lost the plot. Like, I'm fully seeing this. Like, I'm seeing him right now and I know he's passed. So I started rubbing my eyes, like, like legitimately like you do in a movie. Rub my eyes, open them again. And he was about 30 centimeters from my face smiling at me. Oh, wow. I screamed the house down and he disappeared. And that was the last time I ever seen my poppy. And he was actually buried uh, a couple of days later in a gray suit with Bronco socks. And I didn't know at the time. I didn't stress him. Jeez. And when you saw him, what did he look like? Because um, I always have this uh, vision of what a, I guess a spirit or a ghost would look like is this kind of whimsical, transparent type of person. Is that how it looked like? So he was quite solid. Um, and I, I put that down to the fact he was quite connected to me. So for me, he was quite solid. So there wasn't much transparency to him. He was just there for me. So he wasn't, but I have had experiences where they've been very, very faint and transparent, almost like they're moving past you really quickly and you kind of can't quite catch them in full form. So they're definitely, I sometimes think there is spirit that you can clearly see and some that are a little bit, I guess, weaker from energy or your connection isn't as good with them. So you don't get them in, in full solid so is is that what you think when it comes to you just you haven't got a good connection or the the spiritual energy in I guess the area yeah. isn't isn't well, powerful them, enough? Like it, yeah, but take I believe it takes energy for them to manifest in front of your eyes. They can definitely speak to me a lot clearer than they can visually appear to me. Um, Celine's a bit different. I believe Celine is a little bit more visual than me, so she gets like solid forms quite easily, whereas mine's very auditory. So for me, I think if there's energy around and if I'm there and the only way they can communicate, for me, I think they use more of a energy to verbally communicate with me as opposed to showing me their full form. And have you seen the same ghost as someone else on the team? Yes. So I have seen the same spirit as uh, Caitlin. Uh, well, she felt I seen, and Caitlin's not sensitive. Uh, Selena and me have both seen the same thing. We've actually got a video, I believe it's up on YouTube, where we comment. She says, "Oh, was it? I just seen something." I said, "Was it grey?" And she goes, "Yes. Oh my god!" Like, and we basically were able to confirm that we've both seen the same thing. Um, we've got that on film. So, and there's been many a time where I've I've described seeing something go past and. 
someone will say, I just seen something go past and it will be the exact same type of figure. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right, because that's something that I've, I was curious about because um, when we had Selena on, she says that sometimes she sees things that you might not see um, and yeah. that just might be that connection thing. Yeah, yeah, and so there's often times when Selena will be like, oh, I'm picking up a male and I'll be like, oh, well, I picked up a female. Yeah, I'm hearing a female, whereas she's actually physically seeing a male. So there is definite times when we're seeing opposite things. Um, probably I'd say more than – more opposite at times because I'm more auditory, but she might see a male and I can hear him. So I'll be like, yeah, he just mumbled. And so that's how I pick up more and she's more more visual than me. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, but we've had, a, I've had a quite a couple, quite a few scary experiences with Haunted Down Under. Um, I've also had one quite prominent spirit that I've seen in full form and she wasn't transparent uh, at South Brisbane Cemetery. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Can you can you tell us about it? I can. So I was with the girlfriend just before uh, a friend of mine were driving around below the, the South Brisbane Cemetery. I believe it's referred to as Dutton Park as well. And we were driving around behind the back of the cemetery, which backs onto the Brisbane River. And we came around a corner um, and we seen something. So we circled back around. And when we circled back around, I noticed there was a woman crouching down beside a tree and a grave and she had her head down and she looked filthy. So she had a filthy dress on. Uh, She looked like she had wet hair. Now, when I was looking at her, I'm thinking, wow, she's really, really solid form. And then I looked closer and I squinted and she looked up at me, looked me dead in the eyes and she had the scariest face I've ever seen in my life and she had to describe her. She looked like Samantha out of the ring. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's how scary she was. She was so scary for me to see. I actually burst into tears. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, so what, she was particularly scary. <laughs> yeah, far out. What do you do in a situation like that? Do you kind of just hightail it out of there? Do you try to compose yeah. yourself? Yeah, we left <laughs> yeah. definitely that time, and this was before I was even involved. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. paranormal um when i seen that particular woman oh so, really yeah hightailed it straight out of there but that was the catalyst for me to get into the paranormal because i was like i am seeing these things so clearly i need to do something with it like i can't just you know sit on it i need to to do something and that's when i started exploring paranormal investigation groups and, and stumbled upon the ad so if you think i feel sometimes like it was meant to be far out I, I i don't know what i would do in that situation i think i'll just pack up and be like nope i'm so done with this i'm not even going any further it, it scared the living crap out of me i cried so hard i just thought i'd seen the scariest thing in my life but yeah, instead of scaring me completely off it, it actually drove my interest. I was like, I want to know why I'm seeing these things, why I see her, like who she is. I mean, yeah, and 
ever since then, like with all the other experiences I've had, it's just been validation for me that I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. And have you had any other encounters that kind of took you that close to the to the edge of, I guess, being scared again? Yes. So one particular incident with uh, incident with Haunted Down Under, we were on an investigation. Caitlin and myself were behind everyone walking down a narrow path um, in what has been dubbed Brisbane's Suicide Forest. It's just an area that people have been known to choose to unfortunately do that. Oh, wow. So we okay. started to do, yeah, we started to do an investigation there, um, more out of necessity because we were running out of areas to go in Brisbane. Um, and we were walking down this path and it was like, you know how you feel someone walking up behind you looking at you and it's like you know someone's looking at you all of a sudden and, it, and it's a negative feeling. I had that feeling. Caitlin, at the exact same time as me, looking forward on film, had the similar experience, which she, we found out afterwards. Now, I turned my over and looked over my shoulder toward Caitlin, and I seen this big black figure standing behind me and Caitlin. It would have been about seven foot tall over the back of us. It looked like it was almost so close to me. It was, it was in my shoulders, <laughs> like it was so close. And at the same time, Caitlin just had this bad feeling and on cue we both just screamed and ran and it was completely organic um and we also had an EDP at the same time that says run so filmed uh, recorded right near us so that was a particularly scary experience do you think that might have been a warning or was that maybe the spirit telling you to run away that was a warning. That oh, okay. Particular, yeah, that particular entity that's there, I don't know what it is. It's been experienced by a handful of people. Some people have seen it as a dog. It looks like dog-like in shape, but it's um, black and it's not transparent. So it's just a black full of mass. It's, it's very odd, whereas we've seen it more as a physically tall creature. Um, I'm sure when you interview Caitlin down the track, she'll explain it from her perspective, but yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. It was like fear itself walked up behind you. Was this dog walking on just its hind legs? It was, yeah, it was, well, it was tall, bigger, with its hands up on its chest. I, it was quite black, but I could see it had its hands up on its chest. So it definitely had arms, and it was, yeah, just a tall figure. I don't know if it was on its hind legs, to be honest. Like, as soon as I got glimpse of it over my shoulder, I just ran. I just thought, isn't going to touch me. <laughs> um, th- there's something in the crypt well called the uh, the the dog man, which is very much, uh, I guess, a, a relation. Some people think it's a relation to the Sasquatch or the Yowie, the Yeti, whatever you you, you might call it. Um, but they they believe the dog man is similar to that, but it's more of a, a demonic entity. Okay, so I the jury doubts me on demon, demonic entities. I don't know because I've never met something that has said anything demonic to me uh, as far as religious or anything like that but this creature whatever this entity was it was so negative it was palpable I mean Caitlin's not uh, actively sensitive she doesn't act practice as a psychic or anything like that I believe she does have some ability but she to her individually we weren't even looking at each other and it was just feeling this energy was getting off was so negative so hey if, if that's something that it is and that's what people have experienced similar 
anything's possible. Maybe that's what did walk up behind us. Yeah, because it, it's touching on a lot of bases that kind of fit the bill for that type of like, let's call it a creature or, or an entity um, where they people say that the surrounding area just feels evil. And when they see this thing, it's just, it's just pure, pure evil and hatred. Well, yeah, it felt, it felt very, very threatening. But it felt like we had to run a mile to get the hell away from it. It was terrifying. Um, it wasn't like talking spirits that have passed. I mean, if you speak to them or you do see them, uh, you know, it's, it's a loving thing. It's not a negative. They're just, it's just normal. It's, you don't want to run from them as such. Unless they say something a bit creepy, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't like it because I'm in a dark room with you and you're saying that's a bit weird. But, um, but yeah, if, if it's like that, yeah. I mean, jury that, I don't know what that thing is. It was awful. Yeah, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's actually terrifying. I, was, I got goosebumps when you were telling me that story just then. Mm. And it's funny because that area is linked to another place called Ghost Hole Mine, which is a, uh, it's actually a walking track down off Mount Kusa, um in Brisbane. Now, that particular area, we get so many EVPs down there. It's, it's countless. I mean, ridiculous. So um, there's lots of women. You'll get, there's a few women down there, three. Um, you'll get EVPs from these women. They're always saying, go, go, um, leave, go. I'm watching you, those sorts of things. And then we also get a male sounding voice, but it doesn't, Sounds, uh, it doesn't. It sounds very strange, and it says things like "burn, burn, f you," those sorts of things. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I don't know if that that spirit, which is very close on that walking track, it's only just up the road or just up the path. I'm wondering whether that is the same spirit. I don't know, or the same entity, what thing, whatever it is. Far out. It sounds. It sounds like that's a uh, a, a pretty big hotspot. For, for paranormal yeah, it's, activity. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. We'd recommend, like, we'd recommend anyone, you know, you obviously should try and get permission to go there, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's great for activity. Sometimes it's just unbelievable the amount of activity we get down there. Have you had any other encounters, I guess, on that level when you've done a, done one of your live streams for Haunted Down Under? Whether we've picked up someone while we're doing a live stream? Yeah. Yeah, um, we've had some interesting encounters while doing live streams. I wasn't on one in particular, but the girls were live streaming and had a rock thrown at them uh, at the river mill down uh, on the Gold Coast. And, I mean, this rock was its clear on video. This thing was flung straight at them. And it's in a room that there's nowhere to throw a rock. You know, there's no rocks even in that attic area. And it's just thrown straight at the uh, EMF pump, I think it was, on the ground. Boom, and you can see it on camera. Just go, boom, and hit the, hit the actual EMF pump. And that's probably one of the, the coolest things we've ever recorded on, on live. Yeah, right. And have you ever had, I guess, an investigation where you've just had to pack up and leave, where maybe you just felt too too much in danger or, yeah? Yeah, we had one. at the, uh, There's a, another tunnel up at um, near Brisbane City, Victoria Park Tunnel. There's lots of stories on it. We've recently learned about the history of it. Um, but, yeah, Victoria Park Tunnel, it was – we went in there – with the intention of investigating, obviously. Now, we do it for entertainment purposes. So we believe that Ouija boards are just another method of communication. So we decided to pull out a Ouija board um, and give it a whirl, you know, just just to get it on camera. It's interesting. It's a good hook to get people watching. Um, and we believe just another method of communication. But 
we got some weird things said on that Ouija board, which made us all really uncomfortable. Um, and a recording that said my name. Oh, really? And, yeah, and we just didn't like it. And it was saying, now look, I'm not big on the Zozo theory, but we're still not willing to test it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't think I believe in that sort of thing, but you know, hey, I just still wouldn't put my hand up to volunteer to keep playing with it. But so we had the Zozo thing come up on the Ouija board. And yeah, we, Nadine just pulled the pin. She said, okay, girls, that's it. We're out of here. We're leaving. Um, you know, we're not going to continue playing a Ouija board here. Now, that tunnel's particularly scary. Uh, Nadine has, you know, footage in there, of a photograph in there of something big and black and tall standing at the end of that tunnel. Um, and a lot of people have had experiences in that tunnel area, um, which is quite Googleable. You can jump on Google and have a look. Um, and there's also been a lot of death in that area. Really? Yes. Murders, um, mass, mass, um, mass killings, things like that. I won't go too much into it. I'd suggest having a Google, but yeah, it's a really, really scary area. In fact, years ago, people used to converge on the path. I can't tell you how long ago it was. I'm not the history person. I'm not allowed to read it <laughs> for obvious reasons, but, um, a few years ago, I believe, maybe the 50s, 40s, uh, people converged there because the spirit was seen that often. People, It became like a, a like Brisbane Fair. Everyone would go and watch and wait for the ghost to walk out of the tunnel. Oh, really? Far out? Yeah. Yeah. So, Haley, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a loaded question here. What do you think spirits are? Spirits are just people that have passed on. I mean... We're energy, aren't we? You know, inside of us, we've got a soul. We don't understand what that is. I mean, we've got consciousness. And I don't think that when we die, that consciousness just ceases to exist. I mean, we're energy. I mean, physically, we can't walk around in our bodies anymore. But spirit is just our our soul living in energy and existing on after death. That's what I think. And I think sometimes spirit is memory. So, you know, residual hauntings, for example, you know, people say they hear someone going up and down a flight of stairs all the time and it's that, that's the haunting, you know. It's like a moment that this energy is just living over and over and over again, whereas other times it's intelligent and you can actually communicate with them. So I don't really know what it is, but I just know that it's there. Yeah, right. And just before we finish up tonight, have you ever had a spirit follow you? Or have you ever had anything, I guess, attach itself to you because of what the, I guess, the the field that you're in? Because it, you you probably do go to a lot of these areas that have a lot of a lot of negative energy. And I'm just curious, have you ever had something attach itself to you? So attachments, no. I mean, I'm psychic, so things always talk to me. To this very day, I'll have nights where I won't get much sleep because I hear lots of voices. Um. They particularly like to talk to me at night when I'm my guard's down and I'm relaxed. Um, but I have had times where I've come home from, from an investigation. Two times, in fact. One was from the mine um, when I came home and I woke up to – I get sleep paralysis a lot and I woke up paralyzed with a black blinking thing slinking up the end of my bed. I, to describe it, it was blacker than black and I had a, when I opened its mouth, it was even blacker inside. Oh, um, wow. But because it was sleep, yeah. But because it was sleep paralysis, I was like, "Was that a dream or was that reality?" And it really confused me a little bit. Um, the, the jury's out on that one whether it was. But I really, it was so frightening to me that I couldn't sleep all night. 
Um, and then the other time I had a similar experience um, where I, that was actually at um, the Victoria Park Tunnel I was just discussing, we played back some audio that had been found on a previous investigation at that um, that that tunnel. And when I got home, I couldn't shake this feeling like someone was with me. Um, I, I was so terrified, I'll admit, I had the lights on all night. Yeah, I don't blame you. I would have the lights on yeah. every night after I did anything <laughs> that you did. <laughs> yeah, I was just absolutely terrified beyond belief. I mean, there's sometimes where, you know, you just know it's different. Like, you know, sometimes I'll get spirit at the end of the bed or, you know, somewhere I'm out in public and they talk and say something and I could ignore it because it's not scary, it's just chatter. But there's times where it's palpable and it feels different and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, and they're the times that I think, okay, that's something followed me home. <laughs> Something's hanging around. And what do you do? Do you do you have to do like a, a cleansing ritual or, or something like that to get rid no, of it? No, look, look, I'm a bit of a different psychic. I, I'm not into crystals and that sort of thing. I'll talk to the spirit and I'll be like, listen, you know, if you're trying to communicate with me at 11 o'clock at night, you know, it's not, it's useless because I'm going to ignore you. So if, if it's general spirit, I'll say stuff like that. And generally they'll be polite and just go away. Um, sometimes they'll continue on and up, but I just can ignore them. Um, but with negative things, I'll be very forceful. You're not welcome in my home. Please leave. You know, I'm going to ignore you. I just have to ignore them because the, I feel like the more I focus, the louder it's going to get. Same thing. If I'm focusing all night on what, what it's saying or trying to communicate with it. Plus, I don't really like to communicate with anything that makes me feel uncomfortable because, quite frankly, that's a breach of my privacy coming into my, my area or my home and making me feel uncomfortable. So, yeah. So that's sort of how I deal with it. But unfortunately for me, spirit doesn't sometimes just go away for me. It's not, I can't just tell it to leave. It just needs to leave in its own time. And it'll get to the point where it goes, once you're standing here waiting for you to talk to me, I'm leaving. Yeah, right. <laughs> how interesting. <laughs> that's, uh, it's, it's, it really intrigues me, this, um, this other side that no one really gets to see. I mean, unless you're a, you're a paranormal investigator, you'll never see this side of the world. So it's really, no. um, it's really great that you've come on the show, Haley, because it, it's, it's always eye opening. And I could have a hundred different yeah. paranormal investigators come on and I'm always going to learn something new. So thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's a great field. And I recommend more, more people get into it. You know, if it's something you're interested in doing, there's so many cool places you can go in Australia. It, it you know, it, it gives you a good insight to history um, and also, you know, getting the gadgets and stuff that are around that you can, you know, try to communicate. And it's interesting, you know, it's a good hobby to get into. Um, and I think there's a lot of stigma attached to being a ghost hunter that you're going to get possessed by demons and that, you know, you're out there with your crosses and your holy water, you know, chasing demons out of houses. <laughs> it's not what it's like. I mean, you know, unfortunately, movies have given it a bit of a bad rap. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good industry and everyone's really lovely. So, yeah, and it's growing in Australia, which is good. Well, Haley, thanks for coming on. And um, just before we wrap up, where can the people find you if they want to see any of the uh, the content that you and your team make? So you can look us up on, we have hauntedownunder.com.au. Uh, sorry, .com, I don't hauntedownunder.com. Uh, we also are on YouTube, Haunted Down Under, Facebook, Haunted Down Under. Um, we're also on Snapchat as well um, and Instagram too. So, yeah, just look look up Horner Down Under um, and give us a follow. We basically release a live video every month. We try to. 
Um, but we've got some other really, really awesome, exciting, crazy things in the works as well that everyone can keep an eye out in the future. So we aren't going anywhere. We're just getting a bit more crazier. <laughs> oh, very exciting. Well, yeah, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for that and I'm sure the listeners will too. Perfect. Great. It was lovely to speak to you. Thank you for having me on. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.